Hi there, and welcome to episode nine of Booze and Phasers. My name is Audrey Kearns. I'm Heather Brooker. <laughs> I'm Claudia Dell. And we are here with our special guest today, Joseph Scrimshaw. How are you doing, Joseph? I'm special, apparently. You yeah. are special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were very happy that you're here because you're like a superstar nerd. Oh, thank you. And um, <laughs> we actually, I don't know if I told you girls this, we, we had a nice, great time at a party at Comic-Con. Yeah. But it was a terrible party. It had nothing to do with nerddom. Yeah. It was just a lot just of a loud music. Party? Yeah, it's very very loud music. Where were we? Uh, a lot of you drinks. weren't down there yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, we had to leave. We had to leave so we could talk about Star Trek. Exactly. <laughs> and there was like it was one of the ones that you really had to be a VIP. And Brian was able to get Joseph and I into it. And we got in there and we stood, and we couldn't hear each other. We went to the balcony and. We couldn't breathe. Yeah, so if you, if you <laughs> ever feel bad that you can't get to an exclusive San Diego Comic-Con party, don't. just go to any club. Yeah. Because that's go. basically what it was. <laughs> exactly. There's a couple of people like, oh, you must actually be on television because you look kind of uh, either very sexy or very awkward. Exactly. <laughs> it was, it was, but the nice thing is we got to catch up. Joseph, really quickly, can you tell us about your podcast? Uh, yes, I have two podcasts. I have my sort of personal podcast, which is called Obsessed. It's on the Feral Audio Collective, and mm-hmm. that is all about people who like things a lot, maybe too much. Mm-hmm. Claudia was on to talk about yoga. Yep. Audrey, you've been on to talk about <laughs> spaceships and laser guns. <laughs> so I'll just straight down the line what you'd expect. And then I also uh, co-host a Star Wars podcast feed called Force Center that has a bunch of different shows on it. Mm-hmm. The main one is just called Force Center, general Star Wars news and talk. And then also on that podcast feed, I have my podcast, which is called Databank Brawl, where we pick really weird Star Wars mm-hmm. characters and make them fight each other. Oh, you're busy, awesome. busy, busy. And if it wasn't a Star Trek podcast, I'd ask you what you thought of the Rogue One trailer, but it's not a Star Trek. A we Star can Wars. talk about it. No, it's well, okay. here's, here's a question, Heather, and I don't know how you feel about this. Why is Claudia wearing a Stormtrooper shirt and a Stormtrooper hat <laughs> to talk about her evil? Big D. Because she's evil. She's evil. On this is inside. We're talking about Star Trek people. I know. Well, thank you so much, Joseph, for, for joining us today. We've to got a, a, a really great show, but before we get started, we're going to thank our sponsor, uh, Devotion Vodka, and talk about our Star Trek theme drinks. Go ahead. Yep. We made, okay, so I made, and um, I don't know if you guys will get this off the top of your head, but I made something called the Lily Sloan. <laughs> anybody? Anybody? Mrs. Sloan. The old so Miss Lily Sloan, Sloan is uh, Alfred Woodard's character in Nemesis. Oh, oh wow. not Nemesis. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. First Contact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Which I, I I've taken the script and like pieced all our lines to, together and done monologues oh, in so acting good. class. <laughs> so good. Yeah, just because I just love that character so much. So my drink is the blueberry and blackberry devotion vodka, and then in a blender, I um made some strawberry puree, just put the strawberries in, blend it up, and I poured it over the cold blueberry and blackberry vodka and then put some uh, whole blueberries in it. So it looks all mm. nice and pretty, but it is strong, yeah. just like Lily Sloan. <laughs> it, it's not, it's not a it, super aesthetically pleasing. It kind of looks like a transporter accident of a drink. <laughs> <laughs> like not everything Yeah, like not together. everything made it into this drink the way I have it was to, supposed I, to. I have to admit, it turned out... A little more lumpy than I thought it would. And, yeah. and before it started blending together, I was like, well, maybe I'll just change the name to Nebula. Because, yeah. like, you know, but then I was like, no, I'm sticking with Lily uh, Sloan. Kurt's that's... stuck in there. Heather, what are you drinking? I am Kurt's drinking, I'm calling it uh, the Lady Discovery. Nice. Uh, hello, Lady hello. Discovery. Lady or maybe Discovery. the Discovery Lady. I can't decide. It'll be one of those. By the time we sober up and Discovery put this Lady is much up. too Jerry Lewis. Right. It is. <laughs> Discovery, Discovery Lady. Lady. Uh, Lady Discovery. Um, oh, God. 
This is peach uh, Bellini wine. It's like a wine spritzer with uh, citrus devotion vodka, devotion vodka, which is I'm slowly leaning towards probably going to be one of my favorite vodkas. But it's because it's uh, I'm already feeling I'm not going to lie, guys. There's going to be lots of swears because I'm already feeling a little tipsy. <laughs> um, but I uh, it's etc. It's extra boozy. It but looks pretty. It's really pretty, and it is. It is delightful. gorgeous. It is gorgeous. It's delightful, and I garnished with a peach. I thought I really did think I was going to win the pretty one tonight, no. but like Joseph said, it's kind of a horror show. Anyway, uh, go ahead. mine's pretty basic because I was super lazy today. I'm just calling. Well, I was calling it the date, data's p, but I might call it data's emotion chip, <laughs> data something else. You count can, is okay. no, it's okay. It's, right it's fine. He's totally it's all looking about, your face. <laughs> yeah, the uh, scout, the dog was licking my head. But Star Trek is about <laughs> making connections and understanding other people's ways. And he could be an alien. He was doing he a could Vulcan be. mind meld. Just yes. like look in your face. And then, uh, um, it's basically a screwdriver. I'm drinking a screwdriver. Guys. All right. That, that's fine. And I did just take a slug of the vodka that is sponsoring. It's very good. It, it is. is. Devotion Vodka yeah. is the best. Check them out online. And thank Sugar you for... Sugar-free, GMO-free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gluten-free. Gluten-free. Um, it is. Inhibition-free. No, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. If you'll, I had, you'll had see two it, tacos... It, 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 in, <laughs> Half an hour. <laughs> well, um, yeah. let's, we'll and I mean that as dirty as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> do Should we do? Let's do, I do our toast. Did anyone think of a toast for nope. this week? Um, well, let's just go to, to two tacos. To two tacos, and I'll just go to Old Faithful. Uh, kapla. 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 Kapla, two tacos. There are four drinks. Nailed it. Nailed it. Four <laughs> drinks. I'm sweating. Oh, oh my God. All right. It doesn't. Shatner tweet us. Uh, yes. No Shatner tweet. What? He was boring as f again. Just do this week. like one or two. Okay. Um. There's. But again, I take oh. issue with the idea that he could be boring. I don't. Well, because... some of them are just redundant because there are these Outlander tweets that keep happening that oh, he's no, not I... tweeting about. It's his well, we don't. Little... Some of them could be him. You don't know some that she's little. Yeah. Or she's a he or she. Can I talk about Mira Sorvino tr- tweets though? You sure can. Sure. Said... Claudia is on cloud number nine because Mira so Sorvino has been liking well, her tweets you know, lately. And I have weird fascinations with tall actresses, and mm, I've yeah. been a fan of hers forever she's because amazing. she's tall mm-hmm. and she's an Oscar winner. She's funny and you know mighty Aphrodite and Romeo mm-hmm. Michelle. Somebody tweeted at her the other day saying you should be the next captain in the new Star Trek series, and she was like, "That would be a dream come true." She's a big Trekkie, apparently. She starts posting pictures of her dressed cosplay up and, like, and cosplaying yeah. in Trek uniforms Damn. and I liked her and I was like yes please tall lady captain or something like that then she liked it and then I tweeted something else at her and she liked it again and so I was like oh I asked her to do the podcast I was like please Miro Servino do our podcast we you know we would love to have you on as a guest and she liked it and she liked like, it that a yes? that's a that commitment yes. that's that is like a, commitment. a verbal commitment <laughs> we can sue her <laughs> she's booked on the show yeah. as far yeah. as I'm concerned so you guys... she clicks on an episode to check it out and here's this <laughs> We will sue you, Mira <laughs> No, but Mira Sermino, <laughs> please do our podcast. Please. That's so cool. We that would, would be super cool. We, it would, it would be, and so she and Brian Fuller have been going back and forth now as well. Because she's trying to get on the show. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, too. if I've, I, you know, if you have, Brian a way, Fuller said he was a fan of hers too. Yeah. That would be. He did. He tweeted he out did. that he's like, I love Mira Sorvino. Yeah. He goes, I love Sorvino, is what he said. Mm-hmm. So was he talking about her dad or her? Aww. Was he being really vague? No. Mm. He was loving her. That was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. But not one thing from Shatner. Well, I mean, there's a few things. He's making the rounds of the cons, and he's doing the 
the same old, same old of the Outlander stuff again. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Is he, well, is he mad at him. Outlander? He's like there's tweeting Outlander? All, yeah, there's just always these arguments this about... This ongoing he, weirdness. He likes Shippers it. and... Yeah. But I don't know. Some I don't of, watch the show, so I... Oh, yeah. my God, I do, and it's okay. amazing. It's good. I, I, we I watch some of the show. It uh, depends on who's... If my friend Richard Kahan is writing it, I watch them. My <laughs> so. wife has described all the books to me. I know. So I've read I didn't read the books. I have friends that read all the books, but I... Actually, yeah, I, I, I've only seen the shows. Does he think it's too derivative of The City on the Edge of Forever? Is that his issue? <laughs> Not even close. No, his <laughs> issue is like relationship stuff. He's just mad they didn't cast like- Joan Collins. By the way, guys, for my birthday, my husband took me to see Abfab the movie. I saw and it was like Abfab. a one o'clock movie. And we walked in and Arc like, now you can bring drinks into the theater. Yes, I was like, can. you can't watch Abfab without having a cocktail. Absolutely. So uh, three whiskey gingers later, yeah. you know, throughout the movie. And I have to tell you, that's yeah. one of the funniest yeah. movies I've seen in a long time. It was really funny. You and said you were rolling, like just dying. Yeah, Brian movie. turned to me and said, I haven't had, heard you laugh like this in a really long time, which kind of made me feel like, what, do you think I'm depressed? What's your Aww. problem? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But it was. It was really well written. And another great part was when we were at the bar before we went into the movie, there's only like one other person there and his boyfriend. And uh, all we did was talk about Star Trek. And so I was like, this is a perfect <laughs> birthday. You're like, I want this birthday every day. I didn't tell you this. I walked in to get my hair cut the other day and the hairdresser next to mine, he's wearing his Star Trek uh, a t-shirt or whatever uh-huh. because I guess he was at Comic-Con the summer too. Oh, yeah. Doing that, people's yeah. hair. And so he had like his... Oh, nice. Uh, he was like, you know, my my client or whatever was who brought him to Comic Con, uh, uh, gave him the shirt. He was like, the only time I wear the shirt is if he comes in to get a haircut. And so I was like, oh, there's Star Trek everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> okay, Heather, right, uh, I'm take us to social media. Some more social media tweets. We got so much love on Twitter we and did. Instagram this week. If you guys haven't followed us yet at Booze and Phasers, please take a minute to go to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and find Booze and Phasers. That's all you have to type in. You'll find us. So I really quickly want to say hello to Diego M. Sierra. Thank you at Diego Sierra for giving us a little follow Friday action along with like talk nerdy to us, Trek FM, Nerd Reactor. That's a great company to be in. And uh, I want to give a very special hello to, are you ready? Oh, I just lost it. Oh, wait. No, no, I want to give a very special hello to Grace Moore at Bone Crusher Jank, which is kind of a badass name. Grace sounds like just a bone crusher. Um, She had a great suggestion for the Uhurricane drink, uh, Amaretto Rum. I love that name. I love that name. Uhurricane, which is Amaretto Rum, Cherry Coke, and a touch of espresso to keep you up and at them on the bridge. Oh, what a great idea. I just want to make that in real life, like in real life, not on podcast. Life. Um, <laughs> not this that is all lies. <laughs> Everything's a lie. Um, and I'm really excited that we have Talmya. I hope I'm saying your night. Talmya oh, yes. Morrison she? at Links Minx. Ooh, thank you so much for. I'm so glad you found our show and you've been so supportive, encouraging. And she just was like tweeting at us all week and like from the DFW the area. I have to yeah. give a shout out. And to what my I want to say about her is. With any of my podcasts, Oki, <laughs> that I oh, we're gonna get into a Texas Oklahoma war. <laughs> no one cares right about now. Texas. 
Texas, um, so you weekend. Anyway, I'm just going to talk to Joseph. <laughs> no, uh, it's fine. We'll no, be it's that Sports. this is the first time, like, with anything that I've been involved in where somebody, like, tweeted, I'm binging you guys yes, right now. Like, like oh, she, really? She listened totally, to, like, yeah. all, all of them. Um, eight episodes that we had just over a couple days or a few days and everything. And said so she wants to hang out. And I am well, all let's for do it. that. Did like they tweet responses to things that you've forgotten? Because I've had that happen yes. on podcasts. Yes. People binge listen yeah. to something. They're like, somebody got upset because we oh, yeah. didn't remember the Mike McCafferty part in The Invisible she Man. Was her, and I guess yeah. It was her and somebody else, actually. We got oh, a couple you, tweets yeah. about but it. But I, and it was I was like, I don't remember him talking about it at length. So that's why he, none of us remember. He, he said it in his conversation. In. Yeah. And I think she was a fan of the show and she doesn't understand why we didn't get more excited about it. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. She must but you have been, like had to like think through like what it, what is. Yeah, what are they it's asking like about? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a it's a fascinating part of the podcast listener relationship. I think where they mm-hmm. like, they're experiencing totally. it in the moment. Like that's some things I said with the drink six yeah. months ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't remember my part of the we conversation. We do have one yeah. fan who's very engaged and and um, he's goes to Dragon Con every year. Awesome. Joseph we'll and I go to. We'll then. see you there. Uh, ZP International, and he always oh, yeah. he listens hey, to it as soon as it comes up and says not mean or anything it's like you know you um i thought of this and i thought of this and this person and this person which is awesome which i think is great yeah. it's just yeah. like you know because you can't fit everything yeah. into your one hour or hour and a half i, mean, it's great to say I thought of yeah, instead of you forgot <laughs> exactly oh no no as he, long as people don't come at you with a you forgot but exactly. they're rather like but i'm gonna add to the conversation That's so far everybody's super cool as you know because we're just gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger and, you know, and so really quick i want to give a couple hellos to new followers <laughs> um on instagram von reynolds found us geek closet found us star trek deep space nine good call there guys um hello subscription geek and squared nerd style uh, have been following us on the Instagram. We post a lot of pictures of our booze <laughs> and uh, a lot of ridiculousness over on Instagram. So please take a minute, find all, find us on social media. Let us know what drink ideas you have, what topics you'd like us to discuss. We're more than happy to explore because um, we're really, this is a fun time for us, but we also want you guys who are the fans to be just as involved yeah. as we are. It's really important to us, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I will okay. make a commitment from here on out. I will take your drink suggestion and move forward and make those. Yeah, because so. you're the mixologist. Or, or somewhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and really quickly, before uh, before we get into our major news for the day, we do want to also mention that we are on the Giant Size Team Up Network. Giant Size Team Up! Giant Size Team Up! So uh, everybody go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Look for Booze and Phasers. That's the channel that we're on along with a, lo- a lot of other comic book driven nerd driven geek driven podcasts that are fantastic and uh, we've also just launched a couple weeks ago a partnership where you guys can help us and support us in our podcasting endeavors um, with Loot Crate I'm gonna let Audrey talk about that yeah and so if you guys don't know about Loot Crate and I think I say this every single podcast it's like walking home from when you get home from work there's a present at your door once a month to take away all the pains (laughs) of your month and give you some joys of real life it gives you all the feels and I'm so sorry as all the feels. I know that's dated. I hate it when people say that, but I just said it. Anyway, so with Loot Crate, for a small subscription fee, you can get collectibles, apparel, and all kinds of pop culture franchise stuff delivered right to your door every month, like I said, and you get a new t-shirt in every crate. Uh, Figures, comics, uh, even weird stuff like stuff for your kitchen, books, Um, and it's from all your favorite fan... fan. I I was so proud of my alliteration. I know. Franchises. I I think it's a new portmanteau. Well, I wanted to do alliteration, so I said from fan favorite franchises, and I failed. I failed. 
Anyway, like Harry, there are no, it. I nailed it. There are yes. no failures. Okay, Harry Potter, Marvel, DC, uh, video games, Fallout 4, Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. It's $20 a month, but you guys can get money off if you go to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up. Giant size team up. Giant size team up. Get some cash off of that and get present every month with really, really cool stuff in it. Do it. Yay, Help us. Do it. And what was your drink called again? The data. Something. Data P. Data something. Data P. I don't Data's P. Data's Data storage. And he's fully functional, right? So he <laughs> urinates, and that's an alcohol yes. you can drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember everyone's drink. All Data, right. Data's emotions. Let's, Data's emotions. Let's talk Data's about Data's emotion chips. Okay, right. news. So we're you know there's a lot of news out there, but we're just going to discuss big week uh, in the one Star thing. Trek world. Yeah. Well. Which is going to um, lead right into our topic where we're talking about memorable female characters. Mm-hmm. And this week was TCA's, which is, if you guys don't know, the Television Critics Association where all the networks bring out their shows um, and all the critics from around the country come in and ask them questions. They're asking the cast and they're asking the showrunner and all that kind of stuff. So, um Star Trek Discovery was there, um, the new show that's going to be on CBS and CBS All Access. And, of course, there's no cast yet, so it was Brian Fuller, who just loves to talk. Mm -hmm. I love him so much because he is such a fanboy himself. It's so exciting. (laughs) So he, they did a red carpet with him a few months ago where he flat out said CBS. At the Saturn Awards. Yes, the Saturn Awards where CBS said he was like, CBS told me I'm, I have to stop talking because he was giving <laughs> he too lived, much. Yeah, he he's too much, given a lot. You uh, know, and so here's, this is the first place where he's been allowed to talk. Uh, one of the things I noticed, which is, and I think, Joseph, you probably come across this in your Star Wars podcast, is, you know, you spend years with speculation from the announcement or months of speculation, mm-hmm. and you're talking about things, and when you finally get the word, it, you, there's so much stuff that was wrong. Like, um, the biggest thing was it's going to be after, um, before Next Gen, after, um, uh, what's the last uh, original series movie? Unforg- oh, Undiscovered Country? Undiscovered. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was a big thing. It's between Undiscovered Country and, uh, and, and, and Next Gen. That's not true. It's, it's actually a decade before, before original TLS. series. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and none of us ever, like, tweet out, like, I was wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. We, only, we only do I was right. But um, so I'm going to go over some of his talking points, not all of them, and see what you guys think. But here's the most important one. Um, no, this, you guys, this is one, the, out of everything. I mean, this is like three pages of news I read, and this is one that's like really bugging me, um, is the hashtag for the show. You know, you hashtag DS9, mm-hmm. hashtag TOS. You guys oh, know where I'm going no, with this. This is now... That, STD. But he leaned into it and made a joke, right? No, no, I love it. I, he did. But I, the thing is, this is one of those things where I wanted to go, I knew it because when they announced it back at Comic-Con, I kept saying to my husband, I was like, it's STD. It's STD. Uh, but um, everyone's herpes Brian, is going to be like, like What were you saying about Joseph, what, what Brian Fuller did? He leaned into it. Yeah, yeah. He made it a joke, right? He yeah. did. He goes, because yeah. they asked him if you guys are going to be pushing the envelope with the content. He goes, well... Wow. We do call it STD at work already. <laughs> I love the idea of like Hilarious. a 14-year-old curious about actual STDs, searching the hashtag STD, and, and like, I guess, I guess I have a Romulan warship. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what that is, but yeah. I have one in my groin. Yeah, <laughs> I got these tribbles under my arm. Oh. It's really, it's really Under your crazy. arm? Under my arm. What happened there? <laughs> I don't know. What got to your arm? He needs to see, he needs to see a doctor. Okay, so, um... 
Uh, Heather, I'll start with you on one of these talking points, and then anybody can can jump oh, in when you sure. like. Um, so Fuller compared uh, this season of Star Trek Discovery, the first season, to a novel. To basically, yeah. it's going to be very serialized. It's going to be 13 episodes with uh, about one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that excite you, being serialized rather than episodic? We differed on this, right? Yeah. You know, the more I've read about it, the more... Because initially, we were like, oh, it's going to be like American Horror Story. And I was like, mm, I don't know. But then I, the more I realized, like, honestly, anything said in the Star Trek world is going to be pretty good. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be... Um, fun and interesting to watch i'm excited for you know some of the other things he talked about like the female characters gay character all that stuff um i'm yeah no i think it's gonna be good and i i like i'd like to see how they're going to do that in the star trek world because it's not something that they've ever done before i'm thrilled yeah Yeah. why are you thrilled about that Well, because i think deep space nine was one of the first shows to sort of push into Mm -hmm. that with the with the dominion yeah, yeah. and with form. just yeah. a little bit more continuing yeah. storylines. Yeah. That's yeah. why it's Rather my favorite. Oh, yeah, oh, I, I see know what it's saying, controversial. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I just think so much of prestige television is that, and it is a kind yeah. of storytelling that I think uh, it, it's the exact right length for a story. Mm-hmm. Like, you have more exactly. story than a movie, it's but not, not a enough to contain. It's not a 22-episode season. You've got, it's 13 episodes, right? So you've got yeah, 13 episodes. That's a great amount. It just gives you the amount. stakes that these, this thing, whatever the story is, it truly matters. It's not going to reset at the end of the week. And I think that's what really excites yeah. me about it. And it is, uh, it, we've never had that in Star Trek. Yeah. It yeah. also perfectly lends itself to binge watching, which, yes. as we know, everybody agree. is all about. And when they're I setting agree. it up on the all-access platform, they're yep. just yeah. handing it over to people to be like, here, we know your fans, your fans that are going to want to absorb it and watch it over yeah. and over and over again. It's it's really, really smart. It makes me think of, you know, the latest thing that we're all crazy about, which was Stranger Things. Oh, you know, yes. you've got that one story. Oh. You know, granted, that was wonderful for so many different reasons in Star Trek, but but a lot of the... You're absolutely right, Heather, with the binge watching, which brings me to the other thing about it being over 13 episodes, and I'm totally in the dark about what this can mean. Um, I know that Claudia's seen all the original series episodes. I know Joseph has seen all the original series episodes. Have you, Heather? Mm-mm. I have not either. I've only seen some. And so the premise of the whole season is, quote, there's an incident and an event in Star Trek history that's been talked about but never explored. To do this series, we're telling a much more serialized story to dig deep into a very tantalizing storyline. And we have a character who's on a journey. And in order to understand something that is alien, she must first understand herself, which is, of course, a great log line about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say... The event is um, something that was referenced in the original series. It's not the Romulan War. It's not Section 31. Um, and it's not the Kobe Hashimaru. I don't know why they said that. But yeah, so no, it's like, no. I don't know. I wonder what that is. Any clues, guys? No, I don't know. I, I, I'm wondering because also, too, there was a, there a question about like, it's all he said was that it's 10 years before Kirk. Does that mean it's 10 years before Kirk launched on his mission? Does it mean it's 10 years before George Kirk was even born? Like, I think it's 10 years before the five year mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's what, I got. That's what that I, I got. That's what I got, too. Okay, because at first I was like, I'm not sure what they mean mean by that but then he also said it's going to be in the you know it's part of the prime prime universe prime Prime universe universe, so it's not going to be the kelvin timeline uh Uh, so there's not going to be a lot of like time travel-y stuff um 
he also said that he expects some hardcore fans not to like it, you know, and he's oh. just like, I, th- I thought that was very brave of him to say, mm-hmm. because in, we've seen this, and we won't go into this, I'll just say it real quick, or unless you guys want to, I'm not telling you guys what to do. <laughs> yes, I'm not oh, telling you what to do. <laughs> well, as we've seen with Suicide Squad, whatever you thought of the movie, where fans feel a certain ownership of the movie, uh, it's like suing Rotten Tomatoes and all this other kind of stuff, you know, where people are getting really hardcore about stuff, where Brian Fuller's like, already, he's like, some of you guys, like, they're going to be working to make the um, technology look better mm. than the original yeah. series. He's like, yeah. we're going to use what we have yeah. to, to make it look cool, look cool. Rather than fitting for the show that was in the 50s. Chris had that yeah. beef when he was like watching the, the new Star Trek because he was like, why would the bridge of the Star Trek look like an Apple store? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or of the uh, Enterprise, I mean, not the Star Trek. He's uh. like, it looks like an Apple store. And my thing is, it's like... <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. That's if, he, <laughs> if they were making this movie in the 50s, then I would expect it, or 60s, yeah. I would expect the Enterprise to be appropriate. But we have so much more advancements mm-hmm. in technology and yeah. storytelling and... Um, special effects yeah. like yeah let's make it more be- believable than just like a lever that only goes up and I'll down. agree yeah. and yeah. I think the they tried to do that mm-hmm. I think with Enterprise to make I mean they had the ship that the bridge was very dark and very um metal and steel yeah. you know steel and and like one of the movies I always go back to that I always loved the bridge or the ship was that horror movie Event Horizon because yeah, it was like so they, they welded this ship together you, they yeah. welded this ship together it's going I mean it's it's fit for space and everything but when Lawrence Fishburne sits on that captain's chair it's just like oh that does not look comfortable yeah. you know yeah. yeah but um and I'm excited about that if they uh, continue to make it yeah, um, say, not, not the Apple Store, why more not of take a advantage of yeah. the tools of television and filmmaking yeah. that are yeah. available. Well, that's what he said he's going to do. I was yeah. just looking up at a thing about the story because I yes. remembered somebody else having a theory because it was really weird that he said it's not this and it's not this right. because otherwise we would have gone nuts buzzing with those things. Exactly. If you are a pretty big Star Wars or Star Trek fan, but not the biggest Star Trek fan in the mm-hmm. world, those are the the, the few of the guesses that you would have. So it's yeah. interesting that he yeah. sort of cut off uh, a lot almost, of people's speculation. He wants to help at you. The, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's he's like he wants to help so us. I knew I, uh, my friend uh, Robert Meyer Burnett, who is an uber Star Trek uh-huh. fan, he is involved in the Axonar film that has yes. been controversial. Oh, yes, yeah. we, we asked, that was one of our topics one time, yeah. Ben Sue. Yeah. So he had a good Facebook post about this uh, because he just he's an uber uh, Star Trek nerd talking about how this would have been the era in which uh, Lieutenant James T. Kirk was on Captain Christopher Pike's ship. I heard a Christopher Pike thing. I thought... Yeah. Yeah. And he says, in particular, Lieutenant James C. Kirk of the USS Farragut faced off against the dichronium cloud creature which killed 200 of the ship's crew. Oh. Oh, Say that again so everyone can look it up. Yeah. So, uh, Lieutenant James T. Kirk of the USS Farragut faced off against the dichronium cloud creature which killed 200 of the ship's crew, including Captain Garavik. So that's from Robert Meyer Burnett's Facebook page. Hot Star uh, Trek that would, news. That would be great. That's great. That that's a that's be, a great that's thing a for all of us to look up. I mean, I think I, I can't wait. Point. So t- yeah. this came out at the beginning ago? of the week, right? Or like Tuesday or Wednesday? Days. Yeah, just yeah. a couple days ago. And and so I think in a couple more weeks, people, after people have thought about this for a while, we're going to start to see some really days. great speculation. I'm, I'm curious to see where your friend's uh, theory is going to yeah, it's going to be something kind of deep. Because yeah. be you're talking sure. about deep Star Trek lore, yeah. not the thing that even a mid-level fan would know off the top yeah. of their head yeah. since he took those options away. That's I wanted true. to ask you about the tech thing, though, too. Yes. So, now, I didn't watch all of Enterprise. 
they still used like communicators and everything that was from the original series, right? That level of technology. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, if, if I remember correctly, because it's been a while since I've seen the show, um, it, you couldn't just tap your chest to go. You'd have yeah, to go to the door and, and transport a technology was just coming about. Like the crew mm-hmm. didn't want to mm-hmm. use it. They were completely freak, freaked out. And it wasn't until a rescue mission where they finally... Yeah, used it. So that's the fascinating yeah. thing to me. It's like, of course, in terms of set building, in terms of the way the camera moves, the quality mm-hmm. of the special effects, the quality of the aliens, I think we all accept, yes, yes, that's going to move forward. But then there's this fascinating thing of, like, the uh, communicators of, like, yeah. They have clunky ass cell phones from yes. 2006. Our yeah. smartphones look so much better than that. Yeah, yeah. that's and a I, very I good point. I want them to stay true to that. I don't yeah. mind if it looks like the fanciest communicator ever made, but it's still got to be that because yeah. otherwise it's yeah. weird to me. So, so, so basically, how much forgiveness <clears throat> do the three of you have if they? Because Brian Fuller said we're going to use the technology that we have today. Mm-hmm. And it, we are going to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So how forgiving will you be if they do take something that was in the original series and they completely make it look, for lack of a better term, I can't think of a better term, sleek more mo- modern and sleek that wasn't there in TOS? Um, I I'm mean, going to be pretty forgiving. Like, yeah. I, wanna, I mean, I don't want to see a re- you see retro a good, Star Trek. Yeah, like, I yeah. don't want to see that. You want to see a good story. I want to see a good story. I want to see characters that may, are compelling. Yeah. Um, that the reason why we love all of the Star Trek characters today, you know, I, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see necessarily like a sexy young hipster lady who is, you know, not yeah. appropriate. Well, I want to see someone who can lead a ship or who I believe in the character. Yeah. Well, I trust Brian Fuller in all things in that, that yeah. area. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I, I would say not unlike Force Awakens drew from the that old school kind of look and feel and yeah. stuff. He didn't have all the shiny, yeah. like, from the, the prequels, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. we have all this new technology and it's shiny and new and let's use it. If it's done in the same way, you know, it's updated, but it still Mm -hmm. is drawing from that old school and it gives you that feeling of old school Star Trek, then yeah, I'm on board with that. I think you actually even said that scenically it won't be like the Star Trek movies, which will be interesting then to see like what they're going to do. But Joseph, are you saying that that, uh, if, if I understood you correctly, that the one thing you can't budge on is the communicators. You want them to well, still. Yeah, some of the some of the things that are not about advances in our style of storytelling, but are right. the story of technology yeah. in Star Trek. Right. So I don't want them yeah. to make narrative changes. I'm fine if it looks different and yeah. it feels different right. because mm-hmm. they're different. We have different yeah. methods of storytelling yeah. from writing to camera work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't want them to like make a joke of like. We had a setback in communicator technology, <laughs> so it used to be more advanced, like yeah. sort of BS thing like that. I, Force Awakens is a great example. I, I won't keep bringing up Star Wars, but I think Rogue One, so far from what we've seen from the trailers, is fascinating because mm-hmm. it yeah. is set in the era of the original movies. That's a good point. Made in the 70s, and they're making all these fascinating compromises of yeah. the way the camera moves, the, yeah. the special effects are things that could not have been accomplished, but they're doing things like... All these assholes have mustaches from the 70s mm-hmm. because that's yeah. what we assume that yeah. people in the rebellion look like. And, and that's I want a them to make some detail. Con- yeah, yes. I want them detail. to make some concessions like that. I yes. don't need the enterprise to Agreed. be like, here's a weird big bright red bar that looks like yeah. a gymnast bar because that's not the way we do visual storytelling. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't need the bridge to look like it was made in 1960. Yeah. but I want some concessions. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Maybe I have think the similar feels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get all the feels. 
Okay, so we, we covered, um, uh, uh, there's a couple more things that we're going to cover, but here's the big thing, which is going to, um, we're also going to, uh, is our topic, excuse me, I'm losing my ability to speak because I'm on my third glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. In, in the afternoon. All right. Yeah, guys, we usually do this at night. <laughs> and do. It's like a Saturday afternoon. Right. At and, 2. And well, there's more guilt. Yeah, there's more guilt involved <laughs> with this because I already stated before I even had one glass of wine to Claudia when oh she came God. over is I'm doing the podcast and then I'm going to bed no. and watching three episodes of Dark Matter. <laughs> and that sounds like a perfect Saturday to me, so fuck, fuck all of you. I, okay. I would work. love that Good sentence work. if Dark Matter wasn't a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the lady thing. You know, Claudia... <laughs> So, if you insist, uh, I win. Segways. We're um, up. You were badging up. Badge up. Badge up. We need to do Aww. that. <laughs> Joseph's like, I, I can't, can't badge up. up. I'm trying. <laughs> we need to get like Matt Sewell, our engineer, to do a sound effect for badge up. Yeah. What would that be? We'll let, like a, let's have him work on it. Something kind of squishy. No, stop. <laughs> With like a zing at the end. I want it to be more powerful. <laughs> like a zing. Stop covering your face, Joseph. It's okay. Out of joy. <laughs> it's okay. So it's like the sound of uh, Kirk Sorry, punching Tina. the Gorn? Like. Yeah. <laughs> Gorn. <laughs> or I don't know. No. No. Okay. Derailing. Derailing. Three, two, one. Focus. And okay. So Claudia, said, uh, Claudia was over here early today and she said an interesting yeah, thing. Uh, that's okay. I just I pro- you can- I let you in and I promptly ignored you and continued doing my chores. I didn't uh, FaceTime with my niece. And then you went and FaceTime with your niece. So it's all good. We've been friends for a long time. We don't need to talk. <laughs> we, don't even- we prefer not talking. <laughs> no, so Claudia brought up a good point where, you know, we are excited that in the- – this was speculation. It's, it's truth now where um, there is going to be a female lead captain – in this show of, um, and Brian Fuller said, uh, probably of a diverse nature, of, you know, and the number one, the second in command, I used two different numbers there. And <laughs> <laughs> it is very confusing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Number one, you're command. technically number, number two. two. <laughs> <laughs> nice Picard. Um, will also be uh, a diverse character, yeah. whether in sexuality or or, or race and Claudia's like why are I mean, this is awesome but why does that have to be a big deal it but we like, understand it why it's a big deal we understand so why it's a big deal but for as women I think it, as a woman for me personally I can't speak for you guys it's just like oh I'm so happy about this but why does it have to be a I big just deal thought it was funny it was like the headline for so many articles mm-hmm. like there's gonna be a lady captain and a gay man in the show yeah. and I'm like oh, yeah, <laughs> she's okay. not gonna be a captain so. she's yeah. a lieutenant something. I saw lieutenant you know I should have printed this up to read uh, they on whatever the Star Trek fan page is they put this article up about Brian Fuller TCAs and and one of the person's comments this is ridiculous we all saw what happened to Janeway that wasn't good and I was just like and I was so tempted to get I, but I was like that's bait that's bait walk away walk away because <laughs> Janeway is one of my favorite captains you know and I love Voyager it's one of my favorite Star Trek shows you know but anyway so what, uh, do, you, what do you guys have to say about can, can I ask a clarifying question yes so it, it, have they clarified that the the captain is a woman? Because what I read is that the main it's character lieutenant is commander. a woman who yeah. is a lieutenant. It's not the cat. She's not playing a captain. It's just like a lieutenant commander. Yeah, so the main character, because that because me is it was that like what it was? Two, yeah. two bits of news drop of the main character of the show is not going to be a captain for right. once, and she and she's going to be a woman. Yeah. Well, yes, and I was going to bring that up uh, uh, in 
in, in but a bit. Did, but but, did, but did, did I miss something where they no, also clarified right. that the captain no, no, would be no, a woman no, as no, well? No, I think it was said that... I'm saying it. I was wrong. Okay, guys, fucking back off. No, we get it. We no, I think okay. it was, We're it was just said that it, she was going to be the lead, like a lead yeah, the lead character, yeah. right? Okay, so okay. I uh, make here's sure I didn't no, 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 no. So I missed something there, but let me. I'll, I'll go ahead and read it. Start um, on selecting a diverse cast. Star Trek started with a wonderful expression of diversity in its cast. Our lead of the show is going to be the subject of that same level. So here's what you guys were talking about: mm-hmm. of who's the best actor, and also what what can we say about diversity on the show we haven't cast her yet so we don't know what level of diversity she will be but that's the forefront that's forefront in our minds we probably I'm have putting this out there i'm super diverse i are the and brown well I see i don't like i don't fan. have that in 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 my, my above her, but because i did tweet your Brian Fuller this week is not diverse my wide ass is diverse <laughs> Mm. Well, no, I tweeted uh, Brian Fuller this week. I can't even badge up. You don't badge up. (laughs) No, I think the part that explains it is the star won't be the captain, but rather a lieutenant commander with caveats. Yes. Which uh, leads credence to my pal Robert Meyer Burnett's theory that maybe it's a story of Pike is the captain. So the captain Mm -hmm. is strong man, man. But that's not from the perspective of the viewers. He's right. not our main character. He's the jerk in the background making yeah. bad decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. That forces everyone to go. Oh, this guy. Pike. <laughs> You're gonna end he up needs in a to chair. Badge up. <laughs> so Fuller, Fuller also said, you know, we've had we've seen six series with the captain's point of view, and mm-hmm. to see a character with from a different perspective, like uh, what. Uh, Heather was just saying one yeah. who has a different dyma- dynamic relations with the captain um, with subordinates gives us a richer context and I just want to say this real quick for all you Next Gen fans you guys remember the episode Tapestry yes. Uh, yes. so that's that's you know for those of you who don't know that one uh, Jean-Luc Picard Q medals takes them back to what it was, is it the Nausicans is it the Nausicans yes okay gets it, he's at Starfleet Academy gets in a fight with the Nausicans and they uh. destroy his heart and he has He's Picard stabbing. has an artificial heart, so he goes back, and Picard wants to. And this, this is such an allegory for my life. I swear to God, this is one of my favorite episodes <laughs> because um, he goes back and he doesn't create the trouble that caused that fight. And then they they go flash forward to him twenty years later and what his um, his life would be, and he's just a, he's a subordinate. You know, he never, because he never was able to get himself to take risks because he didn't take that risk there. But And he didn't learn lessons of his hubris. Of his hubris, exactly. And, but on a different side of that episode, I remember being thrilled seeing the whole ship through a, like a lieutenant's eyes from their POV. There's also that next episode where it's like three utter peons who are on a, who are unaware of like why the decisions are being made. Yeah. That's a great episode. Yes, it is. And and I love that. And I, so I I think this is like, yeah, hats off to you. I think I'm, I'm, I'm I'm definitely excited about that opportunity then to explore other parts of the ship besides just the bridge. You know? That's very true. Because that's one thing, I mean, what do you think, like 75% of, you know, the show, maybe 60% of the shows are always on the bridge with some kind of battle or encounter or something. This gives us a chance to really explore the other areas of the ship, the other relationships that are possible mm-hmm. on the ship. Um, do you think that that's what they about meant that. about with caveats? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe she's the gay character. Maybe it is what? a big That's black not lesbian. Like, what if he's just like, I'm going to check all the boxes. <laughs> oh, in this that would be one. terrible to go from like back in the 80s. We had like the, the token black or the token woman. Right. Now I have the token everything I can think of. Everything that would be I horrible. Of, that would be terrible. One character. That would be terrible. Oh and then yeah. the rest are just white men. <laughs> yes. 
we believe in diversity for one, one person. For that one would be person. terrible. Uh, you know what? I, what one of my narrative hopes is is that there is that great. I don't remember what episode it is. There's a great narrative uh, speech from Janeway uh, when she's talking about the era of Kirk and Spock, mm-hmm. talking about how it was early on and they were basically cowboys and cowgirls. Yeah, and they were still totally. figuring things yeah. out. I want that spirit yeah. of. We're still Discovery. figuring things out and like, yeah, yeah, the prime directive, but whatever, we can send the Federation yeah, yeah, an yeah, email right. yeah. and then we can do whatever the and fuck I, we want. And that, I hope that would be a really that. cool Absolutely, story if it was yeah. a, a captain who was a little like doing whatever the, like yeah. Kirk is still moral while still doing whatever the fuck he wants. Right. So it would be amaz- amazing to have a, a captain who's maybe not entirely moral yeah. doing whatever the fuck he wants. And then somebody just under him was just like, no, I know the right way to go yeah. and you're not yes. doing it, motherfucker. Yeah. That that's that's <laughs> a be very good, good point. That would be, be great conflict. So we're gonna um, since we're we're talking, talking about, about the diversity of uh, the cast, but I um, we're gonna head into our topic uh, real <laughs> quick. Though there was one thing in the article I sent you guys to read. Now uh, read now put this article up on uh, the show page if you guys want to check it geekgirlauthority. out. Geekgirlauthority.com. Geek, at com. Just put booze and phasers into the search bar. Episode nine. Um, how do you guys feel? I didn't realize this. I thought once I bought my subscription to CBS All Access, and that was going to be it. And in this article, it said that you have to buy your subscription and there's commercials. Oh, wow. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, aren't they, they were all a lot of... t- towards that? I mean, Hulu isn't going to do a free service anymore, period. To, oh, God, so that really sucks. Pay to I was wondering when that was going to happen, though. Well, I it's knew happening you could never now. get away with yeah. it's is happening it, is, now. Is it commercials at the top? As long as I can see an well, uninterrupted episode... Fine, because I'm obsessed they with social did not media. Specify. So if there's a commercial that's 30 more seconds to stare at Twitter mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> before I watch the episode, but if it's interrupted, that'd be a bummer. I agree with you. I don't want like when you're watching, um, you're trying to catch up on a USA show or FX show and everything, yeah, and, and like they've got those little 15. dots since every like so many minutes you have to watch a commercial. Every um, I'm with you. They did not specify. All right, so we know that our lieutenant in Star Trek is in STD. <laughs> we don't know if she's going to have an STD. So much fun in with that. Star Trek gonorrhea. In Star Trek gonorrhea, we're going to have a lady. So we thought it'd be great for our topic. Just a different STD every week. <laughs> <laughs> we're being approached by a strange alien. Oh no! Herpes simplex six. Oh, oh, herpes simplex six. We've encountered the gonorrhea. <laughs> I can hear gonorrhea no, nebula. No, it's the crabs. <laughs> Vagia. Oh, oh, it's yeah. a giant baby crab. So let's <laughs> it's just gonna... misunderstood and has too much power. Somebody. Oh. That's when you need Riker to talk to the baby crab. He would totally. <laughs> oh, Riker has he would diffuse that situation. Show. Oh, my God. Okay, He's so we so thought it would be fun to um, discuss. Yeah, lady, our most memorable to us, to each of us, um, female characters. And when we discussed on how to go about this, it was just like, whatever you guys think. If you want, guys want to do cast members, fine. If you want to do recurring characters, fine, whatever. And um, I'm sh- we didn't share our answers, so I'm sure that some of us are going to have the same. Yeah. Uh, but let's do round robin. Do you, Heather, do you mind do stopping? It. Sure. Stopping. stopping. Do you mind stopping? I'm done. <laughs> Heather, Thank you. Do you mind stopping and exiting my house? The line must be drawn here at the beginning. See my own badge out. Hey, Claudia, can you pour me a glass of wine? Um, yeah. I want to start with Deanna Troy. Ah, uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck You're over there by the bar, lady. I got to go mm. first. 
Audrey said. Um, uh, Deanna Troy, for me, was such a grounding force on Next Gen. She was the maternal character. She handled every situation, no matter how um, erratic or crazy it might be, with a calmness and a still... um, A characterization, but still had a lot of heart. And that's something a lot of women don't get portrayed as a lot on TV. We're either like hysterical or bitchy and butchy, yeah. you know. Kind I like of what stuff, you said so. about being grounded. She was, mm-hmm. yeah. she was definitely, for me, the grounding force on Next Generation and the heart and soul. Uh, Picard leaned on her. Everybody leaned on her for support, for advice, for guidance. Not just because I think because of her gifts and abilities, but because she was just um, that maternal figure yeah any of you guys have thoughts on troy or did heather say everything yeah she's on my list she's on on my list so should i blather now yeah yeah go ahead do it jump in yeah no i totally agree i feel like star trek has always had a sense of empathy and caring Mm -hmm. and it's a reason i think a lot of us gravitate toward it and then next generation especially at the beginning really doubled down on it so to have a character that does amplifies it for sure wears her her heart on her sleeve and mm-hmm. says that is uh power yeah that, that is positive to me that was so uh just sort of empowering to uh, there's nothing to be afraid of in your emotions emotions aren't weakness they're a reality to be dealt with and discussed yeah and like that was like even as a uh, as a young heterosexual male who found her like Wow, she's so very attractive. Mm-hmm. That was still a more powerful presence of like was her of like emotions are mm-hmm. okay. And there's a reason too. She sat That's right next to the captain. You know, yeah. like she was a moral compass, a moral him. compass, and and a um, comfort and a guidance yeah. to him. And it was he held her in such high importance to keep her on the bridge, right by his side the whole yeah. time, and yeah. would always like how many episodes did he look at her? You know, Deanna, like. What what what, what are, are we sensing here from this? Well, she had a know, special special gift, and right. she didn't use it to her advantage. Maybe I mean, who I'm sure this is on someone's list, like her mother, Luxa, <laughs> yeah, yeah, who yeah. is an awesome female character and everything. You know, she was just very. Uh, one of you guys just said moral compass. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she that was very important I think to her. You did Audrey? I said it. <laughs> oh, okay, no, I was totally yeah, gonna. I, I knew Claudia said it. Like, I knew Claudia said it. But I was like, okay, I'll take yeah. that credit. She also looked more like me than anybody else I had seen before. So as so, as a teenager, brown. or as, we're allowed to say that, by the way. I don't know if you heard teenager. Me. No, no we're allowed to call her brown. Audrey calls me brown. Yeah. We talked about it earlier every, when every you were episode. pooping. But it's true. Like, but I was the only reason Troy's... I called you brown is because you call yourself brown. I, brown. Okay. I was reading Troy's Wikipedia We're page diverse. before I came over. Yeah. And uh, it, it, they talked about casting her because she was exotic, which I have wow. mixed feelings about. But at the same time, it was just when she came on the television in 1987, she's like, well, she's not white, but nobody else had, there, There's no, she's just. It was ambiguous what she yeah. what she's what, just what like a melting pot yeah, whatever and I knew she was British and I had you know obviously was obsessed with her but she yeah. looked more like me than anybody else yeah. I had seen mm-hmm. you know like a dark hair and you so know, that was nice to be was, able to see a strong yeah, woman absolutely. in science fiction absolutely. and everything can I, I share this this work. quote yes, about her please on, do please this do is, this is a, my favorite quote I've read on Wikipedia in a long time about <laughs> Troy that this is a sentence from Wikipedia. 
Gene Roddenberry intended her to have four breasts yes. before yes. his wife yes. told him this was that. a poor yeah, idea. Yeah, we, we, we actually talked about this on our first episode. Okay, remember? I don't remember. I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. I just thought that was like Montana a, was the one who was like, no. no. I just Thank think that's God. a great God. illustration yeah. of the growth of like Roddenberry's great progressive except yeah. horrible sexist. <laughs> and I think just like a really good picture of what we were just talking about of like Roddenberry might have intended her is yeah. titillation, yeah. but no Marina Sirtis, certainly the writers, the directors quickly elevated her yeah. to like, great, yeah. she's in a cat suit, but that's not who she is. It wasn't, and, and I so awesome. I, I, I do, I, I, I totally agree with and you guys. And also, like, I, I'm obsessed with watching her, her convention appearances. If you haven't Googled them, you should totally Google. Marina Sirtis is just off the walls and can hold a room by herself. It's amazing. I'm not, I'm to not watch surprised. Her. All right, uh, Joseph, uh, you you tell us somebody yeah, you brought to the oh, table. Okay, so yeah. I, I had the edit right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so you were mentioning uh, when you emailed me about it, like yes. maybe some original series yes. people. Yes. Yes. Uh, and one of the people from the original series that stuck out to me is Tapau. Yes. From Amok Time. And you're yeah. talking oh, wow. about that band in the 80s. Exactly. <laughs> Heart and Soul. Yeah. That is one of their. No joke, that is one of the powers of the character yeah. because it is one of the first times where I saw like a super geeky thing I like bleeding into popular yeah. culture. And at the time, it was sort of like, I don't think anybody who really loved 80s music was like, well, yes, of course, for the buck time. Uh, but it was one of, those, one of those little signifiers that like, other people yeah. care about this shit. Well, I'll be quite honest with you, Joseph. I mean, that was before Next Gen came out when that song came out. Yeah. And then um, I was like a massive buyer with my babysitting money of all the music magazines that were out because we had we had no internet. And <laughs> Your babysitting empire. My babysitting empire that was running and a lawn mowing empire. I did five lawns a week. Um, that's the truth. And... Um, uh, I remember hearing that, and that is, oh my God, I'm not realizing this till this moment. That was something that was like Star Trek. What is the Star Trek? You know, to Pow introduced you to Star Trek. I think oh I'm, I, wow. I think I'm having a realization wow. that where I was like, what is this Star Trek? And so what, when what ne- is this Star Trek? That's you know? amazing. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Uh, so what else about to Pow? Uh, well, I think just the fact of seeing in the original series an alien culture. Mm-hmm. The Vulcan culture, mm-hmm. where of course this ceremony that's all involved with sex and politics mm-hmm. is is it Ponfar or something? It's Ponfar. Yeah. It's a muck time. Yeah, uh-huh. it's the the episode where Kirk ends up fighting Spock uh, because with Spock the famous is, with the famous music. Yeah, Spock, dun, 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 dun. yeah, and it's all ruled over by this very elderly mm-hmm. Vulcan woman, and it, it's nice to look back in the sixties and see like. A woman being like, well, of course I'm the matriarch of this, yeah. this mm-hmm. ceremony. There's that has no second thought. This is just it's an yeah, intersection yeah. of uh, culture and politics and sex. And yeah, of course I'm in charge of it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it, it spoke to me. Uh, it, it spoke to me at the time and it speaks to me looking back because my journey was sort of dealing with understanding uh, gender relationships. My mother and my grandmother were in charge. Right. So I comprehended comprehended that sexism existed, but it took me a long time to fully understand all of the layers of it because I was used to seeing tapows in my life. Yes. And yeah. thinking like, wow, oh, sexism is a far away thing because my life is full of tapows. <laughs> and I'm getting I'm older sorry, and realizing like, writing this down. oh, sorry, really oh. <laughs> my life was full of A tapows. lot of people uh, <laughs> do not respect tapow at all. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and they fucking should. I, I love it. That's that's fantastic. Fantastic, Joseph. And on that note, um, feel free to get yourself another drink because you, de- oh, yeah, you deserve it. You deserve low. it. I'm going to whisk you up. And Do the it. ginger ale's in mm-hmm. the fridge if you want more, if you're having another one of those. Um, anyway. You want to go? I almost said Claudia. It's so hard oh not God. to, Heather. I know Claudia. Claudia. It's Claudia. Claudia, who do you have? Um, well, I was going to talk about, um, I was going to talk about um, Marta, the Orion girl, who I'm who drawn like? um, for. Yeah. So this might be you and, you and Mr. Scrimshaw. I, well, yeah. you know, do you know, I don't know much about the Orion girl, yeah. so. Uh, well, you know that she, I mean... I know who she is. Because of it's, Frank Tetrano, he, who drew me as her, which is great for our Joseph, have you, have you seen our art. artwork for our show? Yeah. It's pretty epic. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. It's pretty badass. And I feel like she needs her own You're lucky show. you got to be the Orion girl. Um, I have mixed feelings about <laughs> the character, but it was mostly, I, I mostly admired the actress who played her. Right. From a very young age, just because she was also a dancer first. Mm-hmm. So Yvonne Craig and you're a dancer. played Marta. Yeah. yeah, and I am a retired dancer. And so I just always you're sort of Batgirl like... Batgirl too, right? She was Batgirl, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was Batgirl on the original series, the um, Adam West series. Oh, wow. Um, but also, it was just cool to see somebody who had a dance background up on the screen. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's something that I wanted, wanted to do. So I was more fascinated with the actress more than the yeah. character. But... I'm so happy to be connected with that character in that way. I feel have odd feelings about you know the slave girls and her her ability to seduce, but she was also a delusional character. So she's crazy and sex drived. Like, I heard that. Was that a fart? Oh, no, that, we just heard a noise and we all turned around to well, me and Heather turned around to look at Scott. Sure. Like, no, no, that was. I, 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 you, 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 you have had, a scared look in your eye. That's why I was like, no, uh, my scared look is is because it's so hot and itchy that he'll dig. That's him uh, digging uh, in his butt? into no his thigh oh, meat. It was him ripping it. All right, continue. <laughs> uh, Sometimes but she's also a dancer with the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo that oh, I have wow. connection with. Because um, my old, my first ballet teacher Natalie Krasovska was. Um, oh, that's really with cool, the Claudia. Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo. So I just like her. I like her, and I like that character. No, that's great. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. She's a huge part of the sort of she's iconography. Iconic. Of yeah. Star Trek, of what Absolutely. Star Trek is, yeah, yeah. And I said iconography after having a lot of booze. You did it <laughs> and did it really well. Yeah. Well, I lo- you know that that's actually very true, uh, Joseph, because you know for non Star Trek fans who you know they can look at pictures and always know oh, that's was, Kirk, yeah, that's Spock, the... and everything. But they're always they may not know what her, her name. name. They yeah. may not even know Orion that she's an Orion and mm. Orion, excuse me. Um, but they know the Green Girl. Right, that's you know, like, they, just they know like one the of the yeah. go-to cultural yeah. jokes about yeah. Kirk. Like, oh, he's going to track down yeah. a sexy green lady. Yeah. Well, she also tried to kill him. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get killed by that's, a sexy green lady. That's, you know, this takes us back to STDs. You guys think stuff is attractive, <laughs> but it can kill you. I have a case of the greens. <laughs> I have a case of the greens. <laughs> All right, green my turn. Thing. So I... <laughs> 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 um, Audrey turn, has bitches. this podcast so she can wait for everyone to stop talking and then show us up with all of her knowledge. And I'm like, damn it, Heather. <laughs> I'm not trying so to be much. a no. Oh God, this is why I had no friends in high school because people thought I was trying to like no! do one better on them. And it's just Listen, my brain. You take your gift and you run. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm yeah, gonna run. I try to one and up people and it. I don't have the gift. I want to capitalize on it and sell it. You. Okay. <laughs> Here's 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 what I did, guys. So I I mean, go ahead, Joseph. I'm just enjoying you. Okay, yeah, see? exactly. Um, I decided not to do any cast members. 
Oh. Because when right. when I did, because well, I she was got like, mad. <laughs> no, because um, why are you, why are you pointing at me? What's that? Why are you pointing at me? Her lady. I was. That's not what I was gonna say. Well, oh. no, we. Everybody knows here, Joseph. Here's a secret. Everybody yes. in this room knows that I'm the biggest Janeway fan, and yep. I sent out a text that said we're doing. You know, female characters, right. and this woman, Heather, <laughs> texts. I have dibs on Janeway. I love it. I love it so much. I'm just like, why would you do that? Did you text so back? I could just see Audrey going. God no, damn it. because yeah. I am Audrey. <laughs> so I texted back. About? Okay. Well, I we both did Troy. Why can't you do Janeway too? We can, no, no, no. but Audrey wants to be different. I do. Okay. I'm trying to make my mark. She likes no, but no. This is what I figured. I was like, okay, she'll bring up Janeway, and I'll have plenty to say about it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, so that's I, great just you're laying in wait like a trap so why i like janeways let me lay yeah <laughs> let me tell you about let some janeway shit no no i i did because i i started thinking about like recurring characters and there are some ones that had these incredible character arcs and so i don't know if we'll get to all these i don't know if we have time uh two bad girls and two badasses um the first bad girl was is also a badass i guess is Va- vash from Next Generation, who's oh, the only yeah. one who um, was really able to get Picard in a swimsuit and give yeah. her some affection. That's yeah. right. Hey, you know, yeah. and the thing Very is... Very subtle, ongoing story. Yeah. yeah, and she ended up being on three or four episodes. I and then so, another yeah. one in Deep Space Nine. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. Um, so, and she's part of an archaeological society. Yeah. But mm-hmm. she keeps doing stuff for her own gain. Right, so yep. they he, she meets Picard. Like, fuck you, River Song. I've been there, done that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. And um, <laughs> why are we all mad at River Song? Why all of a sudden? <laughs> I love innocent bystander, sweetie. Never, um, never mad at River Song. I love her. Um, <laughs> no, so she meets Picard on Risa and gets them all. Mm. Work- Risa, <laughs> of course, gets them all worked up. Oh my God. And- I might be oh a little God. tipsy. <laughs> Gets him worked up in a non-rise away uh, about arche- <laughs> about archaeology. <laughs> that and is the way to get Picard worked up. <laughs> Tell me email. more about the ruins. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord! And so it turns out there's oh, this like artifact <laughs> thereafter that was it was hidden on Risa from somebody in the future, and the Ferengi are involved. Oh, All God. these people are involved. And so what happens? So they end up having romantic relations, and then later on. Um, Q comes oh, back in an episode Q. with Q. It could have been Cupid. I'm not sure which episode it was. Um, where he forces them into a Robin Hood, Robin Hood. Su- yeah, yeah, where oh, she's yeah. made Marion. But here's one of the funniest things I remember when I was younger, getting him. mad because, as I said, I'm always about right and wrong, and I was so mad at Vosh for doing this. Yeah, at the end, she looks at Picard and says, "I'm leaving with Q. He's yeah. more exciting." No, see, I had the opposite so, reaction. Yeah. I was what? like, "Yeah, we're see you later. We're gonna go." I know we are so different <laughs> that way. <laughs> And but he's such a he's such a oh poor God, choice. Exactly. He's not going to get anything out of this. Q. He's well, just playing. He's he's just playing. He's I a was player. so on board. I was like, yeah. yes, let's go with Q. But you know how that ended up? He abandoned her on a planet. I know. But and, exactly. I know and Deep Space Jadzia Dax, another badass woman, had to save her. I know. And then she, of course, went back to her old ways and um, started dealing with yeah, pork. But it's still fun. <laughs> so, and Picard was just like, nope. The line must be drawn here, right? He was done <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I'm done, and and um, and here's something I don't know. I don't know if you guys do this. I don't read any of the novels from Star Trek. I don't, I, but I've she's like evidently she's a big character in the Millennium line of novels, which I don't know anything about. I read a couple of original series. I've never yeah. read yeah. Next Generation novels. All right, back to you. 
Heather Brooker. Vash is a great choice, though. I'm Thank just, you. I, I wanna, she is I wanna, oh, does anyone else have I anything to say? Yes. You. Yeah, yeah. Th- thanks for vashidating me. <laughs> Vash up. I was vashidated. No, uh, I, I just I just had the opposite reaction. Well, no, no. I think that I think that's great. You know, I was. Good God, Picard is. No, but Q is awesome. What are you I talking totally about? Take off with Q. Q is the asshole with the Corvette. It. Like, let's go for a ride. And then he so dumps you on the next into fucking though. street. <laughs> he just wants to put you in bad situations. Picard is the guy who's like, I'm going to show you a really amazing adventurous time and then ask and you about your feelings too. Talk about what woman or man wouldn't like that? Yes. I'm with Boring Joseph. You, I guess it's two against oh, two on whoa. this one. Girl, great team. Heather Brooker. Why don't we just have a sandwich? Look, this is a man who says Earl Grey tea in an aggressive sexual way. What more could you want? He says Earl Grey tea like he's fucking the computer. That's true. That's that Earl is, Grey. Oh my god, that's our what next more could you want? podcast. Truer words. <laughs> Truer okay. words have never been spoken. Okay, give us a character, um, Heather. Uh, I gotta go with Seven of Nine. Oh, yeah. she's great. Right. As uh, also someone who enjoys Voyager, uh, I uh, loved her character and the progression of her character because she was so you know cold and closed off and we got to see her humanized and we got to see her grow I think probably one of the biggest growths and character arcs in Voyager and you know some of the other shows too that could you know we could debate if you want but I loved watching her like she remember she fought so hard to try to get back to the Borg and for so long we thought oh she's just going to be a traitor she's going to turn on them they're never going to be able to to Mm -hmm. let her see her human side um and so yeah seven of nine just for those reasons i think it's a combination of a a, a really great actor and 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 great writing and Mm -hmm. um i can't speak for tos but all the later franchises like with next generation it was data deep space nine Mm -hmm. it was odo Mm -hmm. um voyager it was seven of nine and the doctor Mm -hmm. and in um enterprise i guess i'll say as to paul um, yeah. Where there's this Pinocchio, not, uh, this story the of. The search for humanity. The search for mm-hmm. humanity and everything. And, and, and Seven of Nine, because she was a human first. Yeah. You know, and then she came, Had became it a boy. And taken away from and, her. And, and they did, and she became, like what you were saying earlier about Deanna Troy, mm-hmm. that's what she became to Janeway. Yeah. Is her confidant, you know, and especially when you know about what was going on behind the scenes. Like, yeah. like even Kate Mulgrew was not happy about her casting because they were really basically bringing in a bombshell. Yeah, sexing it you, up. You know, but, I mean, they ended up getting a kick-ass actress yes. and doing some yeah. great and writing. Yeah, so it like didn't Troy. matter. Yeah. Exactly. It didn't matter yeah. that Troy or Seven and Nine were in those cat suits because they were transcending that. Yeah. And Jerry Ryan, I, I, am, I am pals with Jerry Ryan on Twitter for many uh-huh. years, and I, I think she's just, like, an amazing actor and an amazing yeah. person. Yes. And yeah, she seems she like it. really made that role. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, because I know. think in any other hands, it just would have been a tart. Yeah. Just a boring Well, she had tart. a great... I That's just a very good the, point. Um, I just watched the 50th anniversary panel at Comic-Con, and she had a great... Or maybe it was the Montreal. Or, no, 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 she wasn't Montreal. It was the. It was this one here in Comic Con in San Diego. She had a great um, way of looking at it, at that character, which mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought of in this way. But she um, had her choices and her voice taken away from her twice. Yeah, that's how she looked at it. You right, know, as a kid being taken mm-hmm. by the Borg, and then 
That's as, very good. As, yeah, as a absolutely. Board being taken by the Federation. Neither of these were really her choice. So yeah. she had her voice taken away from her mm-hmm. twice. I was like, oh wow, that's yeah. interesting. It's, how do you portray someone do you do that? who yeah. has had, especially as a woman, parts of themselves yeah. Yeah, yeah. taken away from? So yeah, and I love really one of my favorite storylines is when um, they found those three young Borg, the kid yeah. Borgs, mm-hmm. where she had to try to teach them, and that actually kind of helped her more understand. I don't know. I it's yeah. a great choice. She is one of the best female yeah, totally. Star Trek characters. Um, uh, Joseph, we're back to you. Uh, yeah, so my next choice was uh, Carol Marcus. Oh, okay. Thank oh, you. from the original series. Yeah, from yeah. Wrath of Khan. Oh, no, no, she's, she's had Picard, Picard's son. She had Picard's If she did, there's some more uh, time travel <laughs> we don't know about. There's more to the Genesis. Wrath of Khan, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, is the greatest Star yes. Trek movie. In a I'll lot of agree. ways, yeah. I think the greatest distillation of Star Trek, mm, maybe yeah. not entirely intended by the creators, but it it yes, has so yes. much. It has the action. Yeah. It has the sense of struggling for what humanity is. It has a sense of adventure. And Carol Marcus, you know, th- th- this goes a little bit to my T'Pau thing, too, of just like, well, yeah, there's no question about it. It's Sure, it's 1982, but I'm a scientist who made the most impressive thing that's ever been made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it could be made... It could be used for good or it could be used for ultimate evil. And it's yeah. like this, on this tipping point, right. uh, you know, in her great line, can I cook or can I cook? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just think that that just without making noise about it, without making bells or whistles about it, just the kind of amazing woman that you, you could see. That film is so full of subtext. Yes. yes. Subtle, yeah. subtle subtext everywhere that you can yeah. see. Like, this is a woman who had a vision who had a purpose, who had skills, so you can see how Kirk would be attracted to that. Yeah. yeah. And then in his own selfishness, not be able to handle it yeah. at all. Yeah. We can't totally. both be alphas, Have and she's be, clearly yeah. an alpha in yeah. her world, and he kind of hates himself for fucking it up, but it's just the nature of both of those characters, because uh-huh. she's also on that level of like, yeah. yeah, a relationship between two alphas is just not gonna happen. Right. Which I don't know if that's true in the real world, but I, I feel like is a storytelling mm-hmm. yeah. device that's very fascinating to me. Yes. Of like two people who are utterly driven and have slightly different trajectories in yeah. their mm-hmm. how they're driven. Yeah, can't well, quite also, be together. It also helps justify why when they see each other again, mm-hmm. that that spark is yeah. always reignited because you know because of that the, the oh goodness in my head it makes sense. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the alphanism so is what it, it, yeah. they're, they're basically like um, two same sides of the magnet. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. And, I, yeah. and I mean, I, I I think there is very subtly in that movie too that she is recognizes Kirk's flaws that he is wrestling with, mm-hmm. and says he's kind of a piece of shit, but he's a good person, right? And then <laughs> that crisis is represented in their son, mm-hmm. and then it always makes me get teary at the end when. Yeah. When the son realizes, oh, this yeah. is why my mom, my mom tells me facts about you, and I just get angry and think, what a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And then I see the true heart of the human being, and yeah. I'm proud to be your son, makes me cry yeah. every time. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's like a true fusion of these characters. And there's and another it's like, wonderful thing about Star Trek, because that de- does mirror a lot of things mm-hmm. in our own society. Yeah. yeah. We saw, yeah. No, we parents, saw her briefly yeah. in Into Darkness. Right? And that was a travesty. <laughs> yes. I think. Do we? Yes. I know. I was a little confused. I was like, oh, they're, we're doing this now. Do we think she's going to come back? 
Do we think they're going to revisit that? I, I mean, because she know. father. I hope not. No. I don't, Do you I think it's going to be like no. and two movies not. later, she's Absolutely. back and I've got your son? I like, and she's still wearing her bra and panties. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot of things yeah. that, I, you know, I, for, as a Star Wars fan, I like the prequels, even though they're full of flaws. I'm a yeah, very positive person. I find a way to like things. Star Trek Into Darkness makes me furious. <laughs> I can't find sympathy or empathy for Into Darkness. Right. That's a tough one. I, I agree. think that they wanted to just touch on all of the touchstones of Wrath of Khan. Yep. And their and way to do it, that was yeah. to make her, they, you know, they gave her some sort of passing, mm-hmm. you're a kick-ass in this kind of yep. mm, very, very surface-level very, way. But then, yeah, subjected her to the male gaze yeah. with that ridiculous exactly. brawn panty that was scene. Awful. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and took and away everything that's being, awesome but, about her in Wrath of Khan. And, and and she did nothing on her own. No. She was always a, a, a product of her father. Right. Yeah. Exactly. In, in that movie. Yeah. Whereas, like, was, I yeah. like her in the opposite way for Wrath of Khan of like her her son that she raised without Kirk yeah. has yeah. these perspectives that reflect on who she is yeah. as a person. So yeah. it's yeah. one of those rare instances where you see a male character who is a reflection of a female. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like Damn. that. They might bring her back. I'm telling you. If they might. Got, I, I, I agree with that. you. If I agree with you. the timeline that they're talking about yeah. with bringing back uh, George. George, you know, there may be some kind of like father, son, son, you know. Right, because we're going to get some time travel in the next mm-hmm. Star Trek movie for sure. Yeah. Claudia, like an who do you have? I, I, I'm, I'm going to become a taskmaster. Fine. Masker. Master. Yeah, Taskmaster. I've got uh, great masks to hide, hide all your shame. Them tasks. Uh, Tasha Yar, I'm going to bring course. up. I have of to course. bring up because, uh, you know, like Deanna uh, looked like me. I felt my personality was more Tasha Yar's and it was great to see somebody that was kind of. You know, I can totally she, see that, yeah. I, she was, um, uh, you know, stronger and, you know. I just liked that she was kind of like a lone wolf kind of a person, although she was part of the security team. And, and I, you know, I've mentioned this before in this podcast, when they finally killed her off, it was like devastating to when me. When you say finally, you mean with the first, <laughs> first season. season. <laughs> On the season like one. Like after a couple of episodes, yeah. yeah. It was towards <laughs> the end of the first season. But it was groundbreaking. No, but it was, it was horrifying to me. And it was something that, you know, because I was nine when that series debuted, I was just like, she has to come back, right? I mean, she has to come back. She has to come back because they would not just kill off Tasha Yar. Well, like, what, spoilers. And so when yesterday's <laughs> when yesterday's <laughs> Enterprise showed up, were you just like oh, agog and totally, freaking out? Totally, absolutely. Yeah. I was just like, oh. it's one of my favorite um, yeah. all time Star Trek episode. It was a two parter, right? Yeah, yeah. It was one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now having spent some time with her. Yeah. Oh gosh. I'm not gonna say we're besties. I think we're not besties. Just, I think it was just Cla- one actually. I think it was just it was it's just, just one. yesterday's enterprise. Okay, it's yeah. just one episode. Um did we ever tell you that Claudia and I got shit faced <laughs> with ta- with Denise Crosby? I know she did your show. Did you oh, get super drunk afterwards? She did five threes and a lie and then you're like five threes and eight whiskeys? It was it was great. She probably doesn't remember who we are, which is totally fine. No, she does she always answers my email. With a no, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she no. Like it was. I loved her personality on the show. I loved her as a character, and to hang out with her and like drink wine. That was, was one of those nights of like I can't stop this from happening. Like I can't. Yeah, it was like we have to go with this, and it's like Clyde, you're staying at my house tonight. Yeah, but she you know? did like. Did you perceive as a youth watching it that she communicated a person who had her shields up? 
as oh, like yes, a person. Absolutely. And that and, was really interesting to see. And and again, like I said, reflected my personality more so than anybody else in the in in this in the series. Like I I felt like that lone wolf kind of a person. Like she did have her guard yeah. up and she yeah. you know she, she was she a fighter. Was she was for... always ready for an argument, and that is actually a trait in some human beings, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and, and which is what I, I did like about her. And that also, I think, you know, uh, gave credence to our probably one of everybody's favorite characters, which is Sila. Yeah. Her, her, her daughter, who had so many traits of Tasha Yar and was yeah. so confl- I love Sila. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was a, a really, really great character. And she's on my list, but that's not the one I'm going to go to next. Um, I'm gonna, since I named the drink after her, I have to do Lily Sloan yeah, from yeah. First yeah. Contact. Um, this one will be really short, but she was like, we keep talking about um, having a captain and having somebody be there sounding board or someone to tell him you need to calm him or her you need to calm down and and that's what um alfrey woodard totally and, and totally lily sloan was. did yeah. in mm-hmm. star trek first contact and she also had some great lines when when he's like he's talking about the enemy <clears throat> and he mentions that the borg and she's like oh that sounds swedish mm-hmm. and then <laughs> he shows he shows her the borg and she says that's not swedish <laughs> you know? yep. kind of did Jonathan Frakes direct that one? I yes. think he did, right? Yes, he there did. Were a lot of but, funnies uh, in there. Yeah, and I know that just like Jonathan yeah. Frakes. <laughs> you love him so much. Frakes. But the yeah, whole movie is <laughs> swinging its leg over a chair. Right? Uh, <laughs> God, I so believe um, oh. they threw the first iteration of the script out because Stuart didn't like it. I can't say for sure. But um, he wanted it, it. But I love what came of it, which was this. Captain Ahab thing to the point where she even calls him Ahab. Yeah. yeah. You know, because of he's so, he just wants revenge on yeah. the Borg for the Locutus thing. And she's kind of the one that says, get your shit yeah. together, you know. And, and, and she's got the monologue I was telling you about that I pieced together from all her lines was blow up the damn ship to, <laughs> to Picard. And I love her. I love that she was involved with Zephram Cochran, but not necessarily yeah. in a long-standing sexual, sexual yeah. kind yeah. of way, you know? Um, when, when she's like, you know, because he's getting drunk right before he has to go up to break the, the, the warp barrier or whatever it is. And yeah. um, uh, she's like, you know, you, I'm not going to go with you. I'm not going to go with you because you're drunk. And he's like, turns to her and says, well, I'm not going to go unless I am drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was just, and so yeah. I just wanted to throw that one out there really oh, that's quick. Great. Yeah. That's a great so, one. Uh, Heather. All right. My last have, one, yeah. uh, cause I know we're getting, yeah, short we're getting on short on time. time. Yeah. Last one. Um, of course, Janeway, you know, and I want Audrey to tag team me <laughs> I'm with I'm only playing one. with you, Heather. Do you it. You know, I'm in love. No, no, do no. It. You talk, do it with me. All I do <laughs> is talk about Janeway. So it's actually kind of good for someone else to talk about Janeway. We both have such a love. I think we all do really for, uh, respect for Catherine Janeway, Captain Catherine Janeway. And um, anything Kate Mulgrew does, Kate Mulgrew is she's so just great. fantastic. Yeah. She's amazing. She, um, C- Captain Janeway, of course, the first female captain uh, of a uh, of the Enterprise, or excuse me, uh, in a Star Trek series. Yes, and, as a regular cast member, yeah. Yes, and um, yeah, she just really personified what we needed at that time in Star Trek because it was like guy after guy, mm-hmm. man, man stuff, and it was like, a woman who and people could are still unhappy be, with that. When yeah, it came out. So a woman stupid. who could be in charge and be a good leader, but also be sensitive enough to the situations that as they arose. Uh, yeah, she was great. Janeway is, you know, definitely on my list. I yeah, know and, you guys have thoughts too. No, no, I agree. I mean, uh, she meant a lot to me, you know, because we all 
grab onto fictional characters, whether it's in literature, television, movies, mm-hmm. art, um, that means something to you. And she mm-hmm. meant something to me because um, and never once did she... Like, Picard, I mean, Picard's great. Uh, he sometimes held things in. Where she right. kind of was, um, and I don't want to use the word emotional because that sometimes has a... Passionate? A, 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 thank you, passionate. Sometimes emotional is a derogatory, you know, context when you're talking about women. But I think she wrestled with that at the exact same time that I think the, the culture was But the fact that they that. showed that, yeah. it, I think, is very, very brave. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to think about the one decision mm-hmm. she made, and this this is the whole show. This is all seasons of the show. The one season... The, excuse me, the, 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 the series premiere where they're caught in the Delta Quadrant um, with the Maquis ship that's destroyed and she has to take all these, you know, traitors on board and incorporate them into her crew mm-hmm. and try to get home is one of the strongest choices anybody can ever make. It would have been an easier choice would have been to put them in the brig. An easier choice is to put these, you know, what she considered terrorists and lock them up, you know. And she says later on in the series, fear exists for only one reason, to be conquered. And I think that's the whole arc of all of Voyager and her, what she was doing is she's constantly. It's not your, like, that's on your email or something, right? (laughs) Yes, I have that. I have a Picard one on my email, but I. But I say I say the fear one. What is your Picard quote on your email? Um, Live now, make now, always most precious time. Now will never come again. From um, uh, when he was Cayman. Why am I not thinking of the inner light? Inner light. Inner light. light. Yeah. Yeah. Inner light. You know, one of our first episodes. My drink was called Cayman's flute. (laughs) It was was awesome. It was was really really good. But um, I I think um, the fact that they weren't trying to pigeonhole her into a, you have to be strong. You have to be just this like male archetype. And yet there was that also that, I I think, a struggle where she was trying to project strength to Mm -hmm. the crew. Mm -hmm. Uh Which I, to me, I feel like in the time that we saw Janeway was a good progression Mm -hmm. of, I feel like I have the baggage that I must project strength. Yes. But I'm going to be honest about all of these other yeah. elements of personality as well. Yeah. And, and and she was an actress that really also showed as a character, as, as uh, Janeway, there was growth. There was just obvious growth about where she was when she got to the Delta Quadrant to where she was when they yeah. got back to Earth. Okay. Now that we're on our last round, if you, you everyone's got one more. If you want to name all your on, like honorable mentions, <laughs> go ahead and do that. Okay. So me? Yeah, yeah, uh, Joseph. Yeah, so. my 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 fourth official one was Kieran Reeves from Deep Space Nine. Oh, nice. oh Nana Visitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Deep She's Space great. Nine is uh, is my favorite. I uh, love Deep Space Nine because for a favorite. lot of reasons. Um, because I think I I like the more complex story. I like the uh, serialized nature of it. I also think out of the gate, it was the most well developed full cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right. we had the big three in the original series. We improved on that a little bit in Next Generation, but it was Picard, Riker, Data, and then slowly yeah. characters yeah. got got yeah. to, yeah. got yeah. to be in the spotlight. And Deep Space Nine was like these characters are all yeah. fully formed, if well, not by were, the first season, certainly by the beginning of the season. They were season. lucky yeah. to have all that Next Gen where so so you know Kira Norris is like if you're a Next Gen watcher and you came into DS Nine. You knew you knew who the Bajoran was. You knew the Bajoran. You knew, yeah. you knew who they were. But you like know. you know, there there there's the, of course a story of her that the Ensign Row that she was supposed to be Ensign Row. Yes. And then the actor didn't want to be yes. Ensign Row. And she Ensign Row want- was like uh, this utterly angry, defiant character. Mm-hmm. 
Was and, she? Uh, that's, she was pretty pissed. She, she was. Pissed. She was. Uh, she was dogmatic. How about dogmatic? <laughs> I haven't watched it in a long time. That was the perception uh, that I had in in my youth that she was like, "This is the way it is," and I mm-hmm. will not accept any other right. perspective. She's very stubborn. That I am sticking to my perspective, <laughs> and I it, and I I attached to Kira because she had that same level of like, I have been through hell that the other people I'm talking to don't comprehend. Yeah. Don't have no idea. Yeah. But I also understand the situation I'm in now. That means I need to reach out to your perspective, too. And what could be more Star Trek than I have been through a fucking hell that you assholes can't understand and it has shaped me, but I am still so strong. I can also say, but you guys have needs, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And like what? Like that? That is. Yeah. So, I mean, all, I think it was a gift. That, I, I think it was a gift that Michelle Forbes um, didn't do it, although yeah. I love and I Rowe love Michelle because Forbes. Then but, you had somebody that you were connect that you didn't have this connection with that was on the ground in Bajor when the war was going on and yeah. Cardassian occupation. So you, re- she got to really work through her anger about the Cardassians and about, you know, all the Kai Wynn stuff mm-hmm. and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and I you think, know? You know, I think uh, people talk about, like, the modern movies, how much action there is. Like, action is a part of Star Trek. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And Deep Space yes. Nine had more action than Next Generation yeah. had. Mm-hmm. And she was a huge part of that in that she had, like, well, I would much rather just, like, sit and debate with you and I'll get heated. Yeah. But then if like there's a sudden Klingon war, I'll stab a motherfucker on the bridge <laughs> yeah. and wherever your Klingon <laughs> kidney ready. is. Yep. Yeah, Some of those won't. fights mm-hmm. early on so was like, We're- what, this is on TV? This like the way she was just like, like I know, totally. What did you think about um, her relationship with Odo? I yeah I, I was I was intrigued by that yeah. because Odo has that sort of sad sack sad vibe. Sack. He's yeah. literally yeah. a bucket of goo. Yeah, that's like, true. What better metaphor for men yeah, not like, feeling good about themselves? <laughs> You're a fucking bucket of goo. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, but I'll give you a chance. I, I like that. I, I'm glad you brought uh, uh, her. Did you know? And I didn't know this that she was married to Bashir for a while. Like, like yes. Hannah Bissler was married to. Oh. to yeah, I'm just saying they're not Bashir. anymore. I'm now, gonna go pee while Claudia goes. No offense, okay. don't be so, offended. So, uh, Claudia, if you have any honorable mentions, That's and Oh, that was it. He took it. <laughs> That's why I totally went to her defense. I was like, no, she's no, no. Totally. Um, Claudia, she was awesome, but I, yeah. she comes up a lot. Ensign Rowe is Claudia's uh, spirit, My animal. spirit animal. I totally yeah. understand. Yeah. <laughs> but, and also, Joseph knows you really well, so he can totally see that, He's too. like, yeah, yeah, you're exactly like that. <laughs> no, like I don't think that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, Anson Rowe is one of my favorite characters, obviously. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and although maybe she does seem so dogmatic, I mean, there was we talked about our favorite episodes in Next Generation that one time, uh-huh. and, and she is conflicted. Like, there is confliction there when it comes to, like, who is she siding with who is she being true to her own people or mm-hmm. is she you know want to be fair and be on the federation side yeah so it's, I, I think that she uh michelle first of all i love michelle, michelle Forbes, the actress and 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 and, and, and she's <laughs> tall like and i had a, a immediate attraction to her like um the first time she was on uh, uh, next generation. Yeah. I loved her, and I loved the whole. You know, and without her, we would have never had the introduction to the Cardassians and the the Bajorans right. and that horrible thing that was going on, yeah. which is that awful light. Yeah, you know, so amazing. <laughs> All right, so um, I, I'll do my last one. Um, uh, but I guess is that your runner up, or is that your last one? Uh, that was my last one. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say my runner-ups. Um, I had um, Dr. Leah Brahms 
uh, from Next mm-hmm. Gen, who mm-hmm. George, you know, I thought that was an interesting oh, character. Yeah. And Lursa. Yeah. I mean, come on. She or- she orchestrated a civil war for the Duras family. And, uh, and she does have the best death. Her and her sister have the best death. And oh, uh, yeah. did we talk about this? They were in my runner ups. The Duras sisters were in my runner Duras yeah. sisters, yeah. yeah. So um, I think, didn't I try to name, you did name your her boobs? boobs. Yes, you did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. When you say yes. try, <laughs> she did. Did you reject I that? Was like, I, I think I did reject that. I was yeah, like, oh, wait a second. Yes. She wasn't happy about. <laughs> and, okay, so, um, and then. I thought someone's going to bring this up because I've only seen like a few TOS episodes, and one of them is sitting on the edge of forever. So I, almost oh. up, I, brought, I almost brought up Edith Keeler. Oh, yeah. Edith. I decided to pow awesome. is more powerful. So right. uh, the two I have left are, are Seska and Kaler. Kaler, who gave birth to Alexander, who partnered. But I'm going to go with Seska from Voyager just because that's a complex character. Uh, you're mm-hmm. a Voyager fan, um, Heather, you remember this. So she was in the Maquis. And in this terrorist organization that was against the Federation. But she was a double traitor because she was actually a Cardassian that had been surgically altered to look like a Bajoran. And she fell in love. Or she didn't fall in love, but she made Chakotay fall in love with her. So when they were went to the Delta Quadrant and everything, she started playing everybody against each other until she was finally caught. And then it was revealed that she was really a Cardassian, which led to all this shit with Chakotay. And then she went off to um, the Kazon. Do you remember? The, did you yeah. watch it? Yeah. The Kazon Nistrum mm-hmm. and became the consort of their number one guy. And that was the big villain of the first couple seasons. And uh, she was so complicated and wouldn't give up. And I'm not saying that's something I admire. I don't admire this person as a person. <laughs> but I a just thought it was a fascinating <clears throat> character that spawned so many great episodes. Yeah, We certainly have ma- uh, plenty of male characters who just won't give up. Yes. You know, and yeah. I think that's a part of the discussion of like, we don't want women characters who are just like, I'm a perfect person. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Want every stripe of character. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? So you were undercover on a mission, okay, and you're infiltrating an organization, and then you get sent to some place that's, you know, hundreds of thousands of light years away, the Delta Quadrant. And not only are you still in disguise in that organization, but then there's the Federation that's saving you. So she was like double, double undercover. And she basically, she, I mean, she's going to have no friends. There's no way out for her to ever have any friends. It's like, I would just go to Captain Janeway and say, put me in the brig. You'll find out why later. You know, that's an odd. What, we're in Delta Quadrant? That's, a, that's an Audrey response. But the Seska response is survival. survival. I'm survival, you know. Um, I love all of these I love it when we get like specific with our list and yeah. um, really get to deep dive into some of these characters. I think it's really great. I want to. Yeah, I want to wrap it up really quickly by giving. Um, while we've been recording today, Puck ninety, one of our big um, fans and our of the show and interacts with us a lot. Thank you so much. Tweeted at us. Uh, her memorable characters were Janeway, Roe, and Kira. Who had who Kira all mentioned? Yeah, I had Kira. You had Kira. Goes, yeah, I'm like somebody yeah. did. So uh, Puck ninety, we hear you. We love you. Appreciate you. Also. Um, uh, she was wondering how much will it cost for the uh, CBS All Access and will it be worth it to watch it? So we talk about that. Rewind it if you missed it. Yes. <laughs> yes. How um, much is it? I'll just say really I fast was... also, leader of the double girl. So. Say that really quick. Leader the double girl. Leader the double girl. Lita, you. Leader the oh, double Lita. girl. Lita the oh, double girl. Oh, from DS9. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Yes. Yeah. That's all. 
Um, she's great. I just wanted to throw that out there. That was a good. She one. has a lot of cons. Yeah. She does a lot of cons. She does the whole thing about bullying. She's awesome. Yeah. She does every every single con she goes to. The actress great. She, and like Chase, many people, Chase Masterson. Chase right? Masterson. Yeah. And like many people we described, uh, totally maybe was there for titillation and utterly yes. defied that. And like turn the tables. I love yeah. it. If you guys have any more suggestions for us, maybe somebody we missed, or if you've got a, a deep track character. Um, that you want to mention, please tweet at us at Booze and Phasers. Also, don't forget to find us on Facebook and Instagram, also at Booze and Phasers. I do, I, real quick, I do think it's six bucks a month. I don't think okay. we said that. I think that. That's fine. We'll have to. Um, should we go around really quickly and find out where we can find everyone on social media? Yes, Let's Joseph. Go first. Yeah, Joseph. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and all the other social medias is at Joseph Scrimshaw. I had a sort of reachy hand for my whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so social media like, is at Joseph Scrimshaw. There'll be plenty of pictures of me drinking booze. My website is josephscrimshaw.com. <laughs> you can likes find all of the shows and podcasts and whatnot at josephscrimshaw.com. And, uh, Clouds, yeah. Joseph oh. and I will be appearing at Dragon Con. Please, at Dragon Con. please yeah. uh, check out the Dragon Con Get schedule. Joseph has a bunch of shows, and I have a bunch of shows and yeah. panels. And there's and, an app to download that yeah, will be accurate. Yeah. The printed um, schedule not will say not be accurate. We have the, one show on one night where we're competing, so we're not going to say that we're not going to compete <laughs> here. But, but everyone go yeah. to Audrey's anyway. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yes, uh, you guys. <laughs> you guys can find me on Audrey Kearns at Audrey Kearns K E A R N S on uh, Twitter at Audrey Kearns underscore on Instagram <laughs> and I just joined Snapchat. I don't understand Yay! it. Oh, right. oh, I can explain you. it to you. We'll uh, you're going to have to. It's going to be amazing. Booze um, and Faces has a Snapchat too. And that's at Audrey <laughs> underscore Kearns. Um, like I said, I don't so, understand it No, we're going to learn it after okay. this. It's going to be right. really amazing. And please so check out uh, geekgirlauthority.com. Claudia? Uh, at Claudia Dolph uh, across the board uh, and follow yeah, Booze and Phasers and Geek Girl Authority, please. And also, you're on Snapchat? Hmm? I am on People Snapchat. People can follow you on the Snapchat. Yeah, I do, I do my faces all the she time. She is great like at the, Snapchat. That's why. That's <laughs> well, why for I all my ten followers. <laughs> Two, I know. I know. I've got like about. Check out all my. I've filters. got nine times. <laughs> I made I a pineapple face. <laughs> and for me, you guys, uh, you can follow me at Heather Brooker, not Broker, Brooker on Twitter, or also you can uh, please take a minute and check out my podcast. It is Motherhood in Hollywood. We interview. I interview. There's no way. There's not. <laughs> not a chart in my pocket. Just me. Um, <laughs> I interview actors, directors, producers, everybody in showbiz um, about fun stuff they're doing. So Motherhood in Hollywood on iTunes and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of the above. Um, and shall we do our quotes? We're going to end with our quote. And uh, first of all, I'd like to say we once again failed with trying to keep this under an hour. But that's okay. <laughs> Almost um, there. Right. So our quote, I'm going to do uh, my, my, since I did a Lily, Lily Sloan drink, my Uh-oh. quote is, blow the damn ship up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joseph, what's your quote? Uh, my quote is from my favorite YouTube video, which is, <laughs> Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? He wants to make love to the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh Don't we all? And then uh, mine is from Seven of Nine, which is, impossible is a word humans use far too often. 
Hashtag deep. Hashtag, hashtag deep. Hashtag deep. Uh, mine's right. not deep. Just Jonathan Frakes. Right. You know where to hit me up. <laughs> Jonathan Frakes. Jonathan Frakes. Tweet at me. Tweet at Claudia Dolph. All right. Thanks to everybody for listening to the show. Thanks to Matt Sewell, our sound engineer. Evan Schletter, thank you for our theme song. And Frank Tichano, our artwork. It's beautiful. We love it. And we'll thank talk you, at Joseph you. from Java Being Yeah, thank you Yay. so much. And we'll talk at you guys in a couple weeks. We'll talk at you. We'll talk at you.